0: Yeah. Me to, do you want me to intro it up? If, yeah, if you got something, yeah. I don't have anything. I could try it. <laughs> okay. I could try it. Um so what do you usually do? You, this is this is the Dead End Road show, right? Yeah, yeah. And it. and you're you're Bill. Um, oh, yeah. it's your show, and then I'm I'm uh, introducing it, so that might be a little bit confusing, but uh, I'm Ian. Right? Yeah, I, I yes. believe so. I believe so. And and this is the show and we're in it now.
1: We're in it. This is it. Uh yeah. what's going on. Um
0: It has been one like, of us one of us might be a little bit sleep deprived.
1: Yeah, just a little bit. Well, I tried to take a nap before this. Um but yeah, I've been up since three. It's been a long week. Uh yeah. <laughs> and it's getting longer. I have so much to do. Today and tomorrow still. Oh gosh. Um but yeah, we're in it. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, yes, we do. Should we open with something a little? Should we open with this dead letter I got? Um.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I've been curious. So curious to hear what this is.
1: Uh, I got a I got an email from a uh, a Charlene Huin, I believe that's how you say that. H U, Y N H. I think it's Win, right? Um, which is funny because then the email says Nguyen Vanheim, which is, uh, an interesting, uh, so let me get this in here. Hello, Mr. And then in parentheses, it says Mrs. Stevens. I'm a student. This is, this is every word here is capitalized by the way. I'm a student and I'm honored to be selling t-shirts for you. I have all size, color, product type, gender. Guaranteed delivery in four or seven days for you. I know you love your family and want to have T-shirt for your family. <laughs> I would be honored to sell T-shirts for you. Help me have many orders. Thank you a lot. Have a good day. Gmail's like, no, you don't need to see these, but I can see them on mobile. And I don't want to hit the button that says look safe on the spam email. Um, <laughs> yeah. Crap. How can I see this? I have to pull up my phone when I first looked at it I saw the images and the images are the important bit hold on I have the helper have many orders thank you a lot have a good day uh, big sale with coupon, 20% coupon T4 names Bookmark pa- page below for daily updating um, and I don't know how that works I don't think that's t- the case because it is a static email um, mm-hmm, yeah so this is the Stevens family collection limited edition and wow. It has auto-generated t-shirts based on my last name. Uh and I got to tell you, it's fucking creepy. Okay? Uh this one that says It's officially Team Stevens. I don't know what that means. Um And then there's one that says Steven's Family Reunion. Uh, there's one that has a... Uh, this is a weird one. This is a weird one. It also says Steven's Family Reunion. And it's got a test tube that turns <laughs> into a DNA double helix that then turns into a hand at the very top. Like it's twisting up into a hand. Okay. And then it says it's in my DNA. Hmm. That's, that's bizarre.
0: Um, so my first thought here is that you need to buy one of these and you need to wear it at like Thanksgiving or Christmas, whenever you visit your extended family. And they're
1: going to ask me about it. And then I'm going to get many orders for this, for this lady.
0: Yeah. I I mean, yeah. That, you know, you're helping out small business owners. Stephen's family where life begins
1: and never ends. What does that mean? <laughs>
0: You're immortal.
1: Yeah. What the fuck? That's that's for your vampire family. Okay. And then there's the there's the best one down at the bottom here. It's a Steven thing. You wouldn't understand.
0: Oh, it's like you got inside jokes. Some, some yeah, family inside yeah, jokes. Yeah. Um. So it's like your your family members see you wear that T-shirt and they 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 laugh, but nobody else is going to get it. Yeah, um,
1: but the point is, uh, I find it very creepy that they will just auto-generate T-shirts based off of what it scrubs from your email.
0: So yeah, I think you should get if if they have it. Um, if there's like a football jersey and on the back it says uh, Mr. Parentheses Mrs. Stevens.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's because like the. They, they nailed it, and then they kind of weren't confident in it, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. But still wanted to be respectful. Sure. So they were like, ah, you know, just on the off chance that they go by misses. I'm going to parenthesize that. um, And the 20% off coupon is a nice touch. Um, Definitely. But- Sounds like a steal to me. I mean, I kind of want one. Yeah, you want a Stevens family shirt? I can get you one. I want, I
0: want a Stevens family reunion shirt. <laughs> yeah. I can crash. I can crash the reunion. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: all right. So that was the dead letter for this week. As always, you can send anything at video. I did it at road.co. If you got t shirts. Yeah, you, de- you,
0: definitely, you definitely sound out of it today. Do I? A little bit.
1: Okay, Low energy. Low energy. Let me, let, me, let me perk it up. Let me perk it up. Okay. Okay, here we go. We're doing a show, selling me
0: t-shirts. All right.
1: I mean, Um, you can be low.
0: I don't have a problem with low energy. Like, I can try and like, I can try and like make up for it on my end. No, no, no.
1: I want to be the best that I could be. You know, I don't want to put out a stinker. I did that a few weeks ago. I don't want to do it again. Um. So, um, I know we have the horror harvest to do, but let me see if I can get something. You know, wake me up a little bit. So this is something that I've been um I saw this article and this is something that I uh have actually been thinking about and it's kind of preoccupied my mind for a while. Uh the the zoomers, the kids. Um
0: they don't they don't understand what folders are. Wait can, real quick. What is a zoomer because I've heard that term used and I don't know who it's referring to. I
1: believe the age range is um It starts If you were born like 98 and then till hold on, I don't know what the higher end is. Wait,
0: isn't that just part of Gen Z? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's what the Z is.
0: Okay. So it's like Gen Z and Boomer mixed together. Like what's, what, what does this, what's the point of this?
1: You know, give them some shit. Okay. And plus they're always zooming, you know?
0: They are? They're too quick. They're too quick. I can't keep up. I thought we were the generation that had wheels in our shoes. Um Yeah,
1: yeah, but they kind of steal all our shit now, so Like what? Uh nineties fashion. What do you mean
0: 90s the fa- fashion comes in and out. It, you know, if everything yeah, well, comes back around. That's not just uh,
1: just because you're on TikTok. You don't got to f- defend the zoomers. I'm just trying to understand, honestly. Okay, well help me understand how they don't understand what a file and a folder are. Okay,
0: yeah, let's get into
1: this. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> so, the the way that uh people, I, I won't I won't label them. I'll say people. Have, uh, so the way that people are, have thought about, uh, how you operate on a computer has uh, adjusted like the way that, um, the, see, it's hard to talk about without just outright calling everything a file. Cause that's the way that my brain is programmed to think sure. of it. Sure. Yeah. Um, and you might be the same way cause we're in the same age bracket. Mm hmm. Um, So, like, the younger generation, even though they've grown up with computers, they don't, like, look at uh, what they're using on the computer in terms of, like, files and folders at all. They just sort of see it as the programs, and then they have to go find the file if the the program needs the file. They don't, like, try to attempt to keep it organized at all. Like the 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 article here, this is from the Verge. It's called "File Not Found," Um, and they sort of make it a point where it's like, "Oh yeah, they're they're hits a lot on how messy they are," which I I don't think is necessarily the point. I think the point is that they they don't understand the concept of a file, um, because lots of people have messy, you know,
0: desktops and folders and whatever oh absolutely yeah I'm, I'm guilty of that too
1: right yeah like the, the joke was always that like oh yeah your downloads are a mess because that's just where everything would default to and that's where everything would balloon um but if you think about the the way that uh like the ios devices are structured and i think this has only started to change recently was that you didn't have any sort of access to, like, quote-unquote, the files that you were using, mm-hmm. right? You would just be using apps. And so if you would take a photo, you would have a photo. You wouldn't have the file of the photo. Like, you wouldn't have, you know, uh,
0: jpeg. So this is like a case of... Um, streamlining like the interface to make things easier for the user has actually sort of backfired in, in a way because it's made people less aware of like what is actually going on in their computer.
1: Yeah. And I just find it interesting because I had a professor in college talk about this back in 2012. And this is an English class, but he was like, the, the concept of a folder and a file on the computer has shaped the way that we think about, like, just interfacing with the technology and interfacing, like, with these documents themselves, because, like, if, if you think, like, it was meant to be a, uh, a replication of the physical system of a filing cabinet, of a folder, of a piece mm-hmm. of paper. Right. But then you have a generation that has never interacted with any of those things. To a, to a degree. Sure. Um, and then they have never really needed to interact with those digital counterparts. With apps that don't give you access to files and folders. And then this article talks about how now they're in like high level STEM classes in college where they're using very technical applications that just assume you have that very, very basic knowledge of, all right, you know how to navigate an operating system that is based around files and folders and knowing where to keep your shit. And Mm -hmm. they don't. Um, I just find this fascinating.
0: Now, is it, it. It can't be like a widespread thing, though, right? Because um, I, I, I still feel like most young people know how to know their way around a computer.
1: They're not arguing that they don't know their way around a computer at all. Because they've grown up with them, they know how to do a ton of shit.
0: So then it's just the a semantics issue.
1: I don't know if it's necessarily semantics so much as that, like. There's, like, this blind spot where they just didn't develop that um, concept.
0: So, but are you saying they can find a file that they need in in the application, but they just don't know, like, when you tell them to do that, when you give them, like, the terminology for it, they get stumped, but they can actually do the act, like... Am I wrong about
1: that? So or? the so this the article alleges that they're so used to using search functions mm-hmm. in literally everything from like GIF keyboards to Google that they're so dependent on um Windows search and the Mac OS search that they search for what their files to use. Right, and so they okay. try to do that in the applications but whenever the application doesn't have that functionality, they're getting completely roadblocked.
0: So I guess now these um, these specialized applications that they're using need to uh, like compensate for this by having like a little tutorial in the beginning or something.
1: I suppose, or there needs to be um, some kind of better computer literacy. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like I'm trying to think about basic computer classes that we would have had. Yeah, where we learned HTML and shit like that. And I'm just trying to think of like, did we learn where to place documents?
0: You know. Well, yeah, we would have had to because you have to you have to move the document from where it is to where it needs to go. If you're like submitting it or something, you know?
1: Well, like, like we did. Right. But now they're saying that the search functionality is like so pervasive. I think this is more of a Mac capability because the Windows search is like pretty bad actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that they'll just find the file that way. Like they don't know where it actually is on their drive at all, and I can see that. I can see that being the case, and I can see that being the case with like somebody that's just really messy and doesn't know where they're saving anything. Um, that 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 sort of does have this like you know higher level concept of the file folder structure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I can I, I can see this like 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 working with my brother and like trying to help him with computer stuff where I was trying to explain to him, like this even brings up the example, it says your Steam games all live in a folder called Steam apps. And it says, when was the last time you clicked on that? It's like, well, wh- why? normally why would you? Because all the games show up in Steam. Yes. So why would you Why would you go to the folder where the EXEs are located for that? Um, but I was just helping him back up his computer because I was giving him uh, new SSDs to install on his computer. And so he needed to back up everything. And I was like... Yeah, and you're also going to want to back up the saved games you have on Steam, because Steam is really weird about those. And so even though it's, it says that it's saved to the cloud, it's not really, because whenever you uninstall the games, uh, it takes the saves with it. And so I was like, so you want to back up that folder? And so and like he was sort of like, okay, like,
0: where do I? Like he was he was like he was like bewildered by that. Well, how, how, do, how do, this just makes me think, like, how do teenagers pirate things? Are they torrenting? Are they downloading stuff? Or are they just, like, finding a streaming site? I think they just find streaming sites. Okay, so that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Because I, I so, feel like a
0: lot of um, learning to navigate around a PC when I was younger <laughs> came from, like, downloading stuff. Yeah, know? no, I think I think there was a,
1: a actually a thing from the comments that was, like, what about the state of piracy? Because like you have to be able to do this in order to pirate, you know. Yeah so that 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 that's that's a very good point. Um and here's another thing from not to throw my brother under the bus, but um he he needed to have a VPN in order to read some kind of manga that was being blocked by Verizon for some reason.
0: Whoa, that's weird.
1: Yeah, but like he's not downloading it, he's just reading it off the website. Uh-huh. Whatever this site he found is. So, like, so that's what they do is they just find the site that just sort of has the content and get it from the site. Not, they're not actually downloading it and, you know. Like, I don't think any of them are downloading Handbrake in order to convert the video file formats.
0: Right. And, to... and, like, you know, these methods are easier. So, right, right. <laughs> no, no that's the thing.
1: It's like, it's more accessible. So then why would they need to know it? And I think right. part of the problem is also that. Um, and the article doesn't really mention this, but this is the sense I get, is that a lot of these younger people grew up with iOS and macOS, and then if they go into these STEM fields, now they have to transition to Windows, which is much less hand-holdy this way, mm-hmm. especially with file formats and where your shit is, yep. um, and where you store it, where you're, where you're installing things, you know, where your settings are, all that kind of thing. And then they're just kind of adrift um, where they think it's going to work the same way and that everything should be accessible within whatever application they're using.
0: I Um, think you need to um, turn the Dead End Road YouTube channel into a Windows tutorial channel. And I think you'll have more success that way.
1: (laughs) Probably. I mean, there's a lot of those out there. There are a lot Um, of them, yeah. But yeah, I just I just find this really fascinating. Do we want to get to our horror harvest this week?
0: Uh so do you want me to you want me to introduce it? Sure, 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 sure. Alright, so for our horror harvest, I need to like slow down when I say that because mm. I really I really whiffed last time I tried.
1: Yeah, a little um,
0: bit. Um yeah, a little bit. Um did you keep that in or no?
1: I did because it was kind of your only take. <laughs> 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 it was is true. It wasn't that
0: bad. So, um, for this week's movie, we watched uh, "I Am Not a Witch" from Ranganayoni. It's a feature debut. What did you think of it? <laughs> I I was into it. There
1: was there were like so many really striking visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 just the sh- like. Bleak comedy of the first—I don't know—seventy percent mm-hmm. was really, uh,
0: really something. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it. The really the thing that stands out the most. And I, I thought this was an outstanding movie. Yeah. Um, is that the way it, it is? A dark comedy, and then it just seamlessly, without you even noticing transitions to a f- full on tragedy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, without any, like without any sort of break. It just, it, it's so seamless the way it does that. And I, I was so impressed with that.
1: Well, like for most of it, I was sort of waiting for it to get like for things to go really bad, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, And then like, it just, it just sort of happened. And then,
0: that was, it. I mean, I would argue things are you really know, bad from like, the very start. Yes. 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 <laughs> but I know what yes. you mean, though. I know what you mean. Um,
1: yeah. For things to get worse for, uh, poor Shula. Yes. But, um, yeah. Uh, I have to point the, the, the businessman, the government, the government guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. He looks exactly like Paperboy from Atlanta. I always forget the um, actor's name.
0: Because Yeah, m- really? You think so?
1: Yeah, he was he was also recently in uh uh, uh what was that the Godzilla the Kong versus Godzilla.
0: Yes, yeah, so you're talking about Brian Tyree Henry. Right? I get. Yeah, if that's if that's his name, I always forget his name. Yeah, I did not I did not get any Brian Tyree Henry out of that. Out you, uh, you
1: don't think he looks like him?
0: Not really. No? No. Very, very different acting style as well.
1: Well, that, that, I'm not saying the acting. I'm just saying that, like, they have, like, a similar face.
0: Oh, uh, I mean, I just, I, I was not reminded in the moment of, of, of him. Okay. Well, I was. Maybe if I did a side-by-side. Maybe maybe there's a resemblance. But yeah, that dude That's where most of the <laughs> the dark comedy comes from is that character.
1: Yeah. Cause he's got he's set up this little scheme where if anybody accuses somebody of being a witch, he just somehow gets a call and <laughs> yeah. and, and strolls in and is like, Oh yeah, that's a witch. All right, let, let me go take them and now they're my you know
0: slave. Don't talk to don't talk to the witch until I get there. Yeah, <laughs> they're very they're very deceiving. Yeah, like meanwhile, it's just an eight year old girl who's not saying anything because she's terrified. Right. Oh, my God. But yeah, so like in this in this world and I did not know that um, like going into this movie it would take place in modern like present day. Mm-hmm. Um. I assumed, just, like, based off of, like, the synopsis, I assumed this was going to be, like, a period piece, sort of like, uh, sort of like The Witch, right? The, um, Roger Eggers movie. I would argue the um, way
1: it is, but it's just a modern piece.
0: Yes. Because, yeah, because there's so many, you know, so many parallels, um, like, the big, the big difference here is that instead of being just outright killed, the witches are instead enslaved. Yes. Which, which adds an entirely different, um, you know, dynamic to the whole thing.
1: Yeah. They're at once a, like a, you know, a tourist attraction and then they're also have to work in agricultural fields and then also perform like witchly duties. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Like this was as much a um commentary on like capitalism as it was um like oppression and like the way that the world views women. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So it like manages to be all those things and tell a familiar type of story, but just by framing it slightly differently. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really brilliant for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because, like, even though this this is a, a culture that, you know, a lot of people might not recognize, it's like, okay, we all grew up with Salem witch trials, knowing that story of witches being accused and blah, 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 blah. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing. And even though that this isn't the, the same kind of stereotypical witchcraft we knew, it's like it still unfolds in the same kind of way where it's like, the 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 witch doctor comes in and if he chops the head off the chicken and if it dies in the salt pile, she's not a witch. And if it dies outside the salt pile, she is a witch. So it's like the same kind of ridiculous. One testing. of my fa- one of my
0: favorite comedic lines was, um, "I'm going to take off my clothes so you know I'm a witch doctor."
1: Yeah, I, I I'm I'm the real deal. I'm a witch doctor. I'll take off my clothes so you know I'm real.
0: Was... Oh man! Yeah, that whole scene was terrific.
1: Yeah. Oh my god.
0: But yeah, like then it then it takes then it takes a very um. It ta- it it takes a turn, but you just the turn is already come and gone before you even know it. Really.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're um, left you're left playing catch up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, And and so much of it is through the um, like the child actor in this in this movie was really like very subtle in a lot of what she was doing Mm -hmm. Um, because mostly you're just picking up on facial expressions and body language because there's not a lot being said. Like there's a lot of things being said to her, but she's not responding most of the time. Mm-hmm. um only through body language and so much is conveyed that way um like especially like during the scene later on when she um is is brought on that television show like for the interview
2: mm-hmm.
0: um and like everybody is uncomfortable like in the audience because they see what's actually going on here yeah yeah just just so terrific how they how they like frame that whole thing
1: yeah, that was, like, the moment where it's, like, brought into, I don't necessarily want to say reality, but it was, like, brought into, like, I don't know, like, a modern lens where it's, like, because they just had, like, you know, they're on TV. They just had a rap performance. These are, like, more um probably people from a major city that are coming to see that, like, in the in the audience or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they look at this girl that is being brought out as like a carnival attraction. Uh, and they're like,
0: okay. All right.
1: This is not, this is not adding up here.
0: Right. Um, and I think the moment for, um, the character when things turned, I think was even a little bit before that when, um, she's accompanying the, so you have the government dude, and his his wife uh, oh, yeah. is. It's revealed that she is also she's been deemed a witch, but she has somewhat, like she's somewhat privileged compared to the other witches because she's free to sort of like, I mean she's not free, but she's she's able to live on like you know in a house, and she's yeah. not enslaved the way that the the rest of the witches are. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so you like you see um, her explaining that to the child. She's like, well, if you do everything right and you just you know follow all the rules, you can become like me. And I feel like that kind of gives the child hope for, yeah. for a few moments. Right. But then yeah, no, you
1: could even see because you're talking about her body language. She's like sort of mm-hmm. um, reclined. You know, she's got like her arms spread. She's like listening very, you know, leisurely to her. Tell her this.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then um while the, uh, the wife is making just like a typical like shopping trip mm-hmm. and the child is left in the car in the parking lot and when the wife comes back uh, she is harassed um, by a bunch of people that are like hanging around and they notice that she's a witch because of the... Um, like the the ribbon, the the you know the the rope that she has to carry along with her.
1: Yeah, they have a giant spool, and since she has a little bit of freedom, she can carry her spool around with her.
0: Yes, yeah. which the whole visual of that was was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, like especially as it leads into the the final shot of the movie. Yes, yes. But but yeah. Anyway, so she's uh, she's being harassed. It's it's um, it's a turn for for the girl because that's almost like where all the hope just like drains from her.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Because she sees that there is no escape from, from this, yep. like from the society that has, has deemed her to be this thing. And, and, you know, as much as it might look like, um, the wife has, has freedoms, uh, she really is just like the rest of them.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But yeah, like, so for, for a directorial debut, this was like, outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the pacing of it Um, like you said earlier the visuals um, like you know there's not a ton visually going on in these scenes as far as like landscape or like the environment or anything Mm -hmm. but still it's like striking the things that they do with it you know like you have the orange truck yes (laughs) Um, You have the, the big spools. You have, you know, all the, uh, the symbolism and, and, and the imagery that goes along with all that stuff. hmm Yeah, it was just, it was, it was incredible. Yeah. And, and so this um, director, I was looking up um, her other work. hmm And this what she's written, um, I think, a couple of screenplays before this. And I think she, her follow-up to this movie is called Homemade. Um, It says it's 2020. It might have not come out yet. Mm. Um, But that's definitely something uh, I'll be keeping an eye out for. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Do
1: we have uh, next week's?
0: Yes. Um, So I was actually going to ask you, have you seen um, She Dies Tomorrow from Amy Simetz? Because I know I mentioned that to you a while back. Um,
1: it sounds familiar. No,
0: I haven't seen it. Okay. So we're going to go with that then. Okay. And you know, I, there's an argument to be made that this is more like thriller than it is horror, but I, I do think it's, it's rooted in, in psychological horror. So I, I think it'll work okay. for, for the theme. Um, mm-hmm. So it's called she dies tomorrow. It's, it's from last year. It's from uh, directed by Amy Simets. Um, it's streaming on Hulu. So it's, it's pretty accessible. I, I feel like this was uh an underappreciated movie from last year. So I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to bring it back up and, and talk okay. about
1: it. Was this part of their, um, like horror push last year?
0: Um, no. Uh, I know Hulu has that, that whole Blumhouse, um, mm-hmm. series, which they used to do monthly. Like they used to base it around like a holiday. Yeah. I'm not sure if they're still doing that, but this was, this is separate from that. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. Look forward to that next week. Do you want to talk about the Cuxbox? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, there has been a a very noticeable um, uptick in these, like, far-right device sort of grifts. I don't know if you've been aware of a bunch of these. Um, I have not. Like a few months ago, there was the Freedom Phone, which was <laughs> which was a which was a, a an Android phone that was uh, marketed as uh, it's like free from government surveillance and also free from big tech. Uh, and they were selling it for like six hundred dollars. Meanwhile, it was like a hundred fifty dollar Chinese phone. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's been a lot of stuff like that going around. Um so this latest one that I saw, this is from Gizmodo. Um and the headline is, "Please help us figure out what the hell this cucks device for maga lovers actually is."
0: So, just like um I wasn't quite aware what zoomer was earlier. I I I've, I've also heard the term cuck and I do not know.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. I do not know the. Um, sure. Definition there. <laughs> sure. So, in in the
1: strictest definition, in the the oldest definition, a cuck or a cuckold was somebody who uh, whose partner was cheating on them, basically. Okay. So, so they were it, to be cuckolded meant that. Like your wife was having an affair. Okay. All right. Um, nowadays, uh, it is a fetish where people enjoy having their partner be with somebody else. They like to watch a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh So that's a thing.
0: Oh, you know what? Wasn't there an arc in uh, *You're the Worst* with um with one of the side characters? You know who I'm talking about. The guy uh, who ended up being, like, a... <laughs> ended up being, like, a male activist.
1: It's been so long, that, but that's not... Yeah, no, there was... I think
0: there was, there was an arc uh, that, that it, um, is, is very similar to this.
1: Yeah, um... And so... So, far-right MAGA people uh, latched onto the term as just a general insult. Oh, of course. So they would just call people cucks, and that was sort of their thing. Um... But then it's sort of, it's sort of flipped where they would like use it as just like an identifier for like, like to find their people. Um, Cause I guess it just got kind of so washed that they didn't know what it meant anymore. So they just kind of kept using it for everything. Mm-hmm. That, that's my, that's my theory at least. Um, so it pulled,
0: it pulled like a full 180. I, I, it went from insult to like representing them.
1: That's the impression I get. Mighty, wow. mighty boss tones. Um, so, there's this coxed streaming device that it's um, a, a a former Infowars reporter and then another right wing filmmaker. they kicks the, like they they're crowdfunding on Indiegogo, which is worse because that means they keep all the money regardless of whether it. Uh, Succeeds or not. Mm-hmm. So it's a device called the Cux, but it's Q U X because they also have to get the Q in there, you know. Um, of of course. course. So it's supposed to be pronounced Quicks, according to the trailer, but the founders have embraced the pronunciation Cux referring to the sexual fetish of cuckoldry in which someone watches another individual have sex with their partner. Okay, and then this this is according to Gizmodo. This is deliberate. The term "conservative" caught on during the 2016 elections as an insult among Donald Trump supporters, white supremacists, and the far right used to describe other conservatives they viewed as insufficiently hardline on issues like immigration. Oddly, the name appears to have been chosen to describe people who... Don't buy the product. Okay. And then according to the Daily Beast, uh, one of the co-founders tweeted, knowing you would pronounce Quicks as Cucks, we went with the name because it also serves as a troll bait and switch. I can't follow that.
0: Yeah, I don't.
1: So, So it's an insult for people who don't buy it but the people that do buy it reference it that way because that's the audience you, for it. Uh-huh. And who is it baiting and switching?
0: This is like the uh Stevens family inside joke, right? You're either in on it or you're not, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh And so the details of it are either nothing or don't make any sense. So so yeah. So in this trailer, the, it explains that the web is a corrupted, unsecure network, um, and they're promising an intergalactic computer network that we were promised. Okay, and the Q-U-X intergalactic. Stands, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, this is intergalactic somehow. Um, that, that that's doing a lot of work. So the QUX stands for quantum user experience.
0: Okay. I mean, this is all just like snake oil, right?
1: Completely. Yeah. So then it, it, it at, so Gizmodo's like, okay, so what does it do? According to the promotional video, everything and nothing. Users will have quote unlimited access to whatever content you want. (laughs) as well as the ability to upload and share all kinds of content. The closest it comes to a hard explanation is that Quix is an interface where, quote, anyone can publish and control their own digital creations and also make money somehow via affiliate advertising.
0: This device will give you access to a little bit of everything all the time.
1: Yeah. like And here's a, here's a quote. When you join Quix, you have unlimited access to whatever content you want. You can live stream, upload your own videos, audio, music, images, host, and listen to podcasts. Quicks will even allow you to use Android apps and games because it's a fucking Android little box. <laughs> you deserve the online experience you want to have. Create collections or share new content with your family, community, or the world. You can pull content from other websites and platforms to Quicks easily, or you can upload directly to Quicks. Quicks isn't a publisher. They, they want to get that in there for a specific reason. Isn't a publisher? It's an interface where anyone can publish and everyone can control their own digital experience. You can monetize your v- viral creations. Quicks pays content creators double what other platforms offer with affiliate codes and other forms of monetizations. Or you can just lean back and enjoy Quicks. Cucks, Quicks whatever. Now does
0: uh, does Quicks um, do they have exclusive podcasts? Like, do they have deals with podcasters? Because I I kind of have an idea for the direction we can take this show.
1: <laughs> you just go. Just go, complete one eighty,
0: and go full. Yeah, uh, we could we could become a Quicks exclusive.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Quicks YouTube page has only two other videos. One is simply fourteen seconds of the company's logo floating in space above the Earth. I guess <laughs> is that that's intergalactic? Where, space? Yeah, it's the intergalactic. Yeah. Another is a twenty-three second clip testing teasing a test program, which consists of a picture of a portal that transitions into a sci-fi panorama. Uh. The art in question appears to have been lifted wholesale from DeviantArt. Which is always nice. So, there are mentions of a portal system which looks basically identical to a combination YouTube channel, Flickr page, or Spotify playlist. Quicks will enable users to access the content uploaded to other users' portals. Uh, once you've created portals of original content or fair use... Okay. You can turn on your television and watch it from there. Everything you share publicly is visible by everyone else that's on the Quix, and then for the first time, they decided to do the registered trademark there. Uh, network. Test pilots will get first dibs on populating the Quicks network with content.
0: So this is just like another attempt at a social media platform. In a way. Yes. Sort of. Um,
1: and so then there's another promotional image here of what the interface will look like. And it sort of does look like a uh, Facebook slash YouTube, m- maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, it like it's shows you like subscription portals, and so it has CNN, Fox News, uh, Saturday Night Live. Um, then it's got PewDiePie, <laughs> uh, Stanford University, PBS Kids.
0: But I thought I thought CNN was fake news. They don't want fake news.
1: I guess they're just saying you have the choice, it's like see oh, you not? have the choice, okay, yeah, it's yeah. all about freedom, yeah it's all about yeah, freedom. yeah, uh, and then there's one that just says motorcycle, <laughs> but then it's like, okay, where are you pulling this from? Is this just are you just pulling these from YouTube?
0: Probably, they have to be like some free like uh feed, right yeah like, I, like I'm sure the news networks have like that that like running loop of like free stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: and so then Gizmodo asks, uh, is the Quicks end-to-end encrypted network going to be filled with pirated content? Is the content hosted by Quicks, or is it some kind of peer-to-peer thing? Does the portal system somehow plug in directly to YouTube, which is probably the case? Um, or is it using the company's logos to give the illusion it will be populated with anything worth watching? But yeah, it's clear that this is just a little cheapo Android box. Um, it's probably not even optimized for TV. It's just a basic Android box that they throw, whatever this, like, it's like a desktop interface, which will be Mm -hmm. awful to use on TV. The remote will be terrible.
0: Um, yeah, it it does make you wonder, like, what is the, um, like, is there going to be moderation of like what gets uploaded or can people just, is it just going to be like the wild west?
1: Oh, it's going to be the wild west. That's the whole point is that there's no moderation well that yeah that's a
0: disaster of course it
1: is that's that they they have to keep being taught this lesson that uh the no moderation thing works what was the old what was the what was the twitter alternative parlor parlor where they did no moderation and then they had to hand over logs to the fbi for january 6th
0: (laughs) so like you know well i mean you know have fun i guess
1: oh yeah the the quicks really wants you to know that uh the quantum thing uh aren't modern electronics built around quantum field theory technically speaking, quicks is much more than just a hub that gives users access to a private network and yes, there are features in developed that, that are speci- explicitly quantum in nature uh-huh i sh- sure
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, what, what's the
1: price on this? Do we know? Um, oh God, I guess I have to go to the Indiegogo page. Nope. That's Maga coin. Where is the, I guess, cause I actually want you to, oh, here it is. Uh, test pilot program. Oh, is this like shut down already? That'd be hilarious. 150
0: bucks. <laughs> well, I mean, 150 bucks, you know, and you get the internet. I mean, that's. Oh, wait, that's the yeah. pre-release. Be one of the first oh. to get
1: the Cux Universal Media <laughs> Box before the official launch date. Cux is going to sell out of these devices before we launch, so make sure you get your advanced pre-release. Is it a pre-release? Or, this is the advanced pre-release. Limited to 2,000. Okay. Um, so, they have 282 out of 2,000 of those are claims. Which is uh, <laughs> not looking They're good. They're going fast. Okay, so the first edition Cux is ninety nine dollars, so that's okay. sold out. Mm-hmm. And so then the uh, advanced pre release is one hundred fifty, and so there's about a hundred or a thousand uh, eight hundred uh, left of those. Better act quick. Um, yeah, and so they literally don't give you the, any of the specifications for the stupid little Android box.
0: Oh, of course.
1: And it it looks it's it looks so cheap. It looks just like. A really 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 cheap um like hdmi switcher mm-hmm. but at the same time i don't even see an hdmi port like it's that cheap like that's <laughs> just the kind of little fucking rectangle it is yeah god so that's Cux. check it out on indiegogo the best thing is they get all the money even if they don't deliver that's always good
0: yeah, that's not no, that's not a good idea to <laughs> invest in that.
1: Says shipping in December.
0: Oh, just, just in time for the holiday season. Just
1: in time. Just in time.
0: Get your cucks. A nice stocking stuffer. Yeah. Get your stocking stuff with
1: cucks. <laughs>
0: yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Um, so that's what the right wing's up to. Do you know? Do you know what the uh, the I struggle to call it left. Do you know what the the, the centrists are up to?
0: Um, I have an idea. Do you, okay. do you want to get into that? Uh, while
1: we're while we're in while we're in the uh, batshit arena, I guess. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so there's a there's a there's a Biden dog account. Uh, that tweets. As if it's from the perspective of his dogs or whatever, right? And it's it's it's, horr- it's horrifically cursed. It's some really bad stuff. Um. Then all of a sudden, it started tweeting out really weird theories about Afghanistan. <laughs> uh, like th- this like this account was already bad, and I think I actually already blocked it because it was like, even people retweeting it to like make fun of it were i i couldn't I too much i couldn't, look, much. I couldn't yeah. look at it anymore um so yeah this is from vice uh why is a fake biden dog account tweeting po- po- horribly wrong theories about afghanistan oh i can't
0: yeah it's a bad it's a bad pun yeah well,
1: well, well they all are like all of them are um yeah I th- yeah, like the, the, the I think the account got weird whenever they had to put down the one Biden dog. That was a whole. Yeah, I was thing. gonna say
0: Champ. Um, we, <laughs> we all know Champ. Sure, uh, yeah. Everybody's best friend.
1: America's best friend. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Champ passed away back in June. Um, everybody knows that because it. Every single news outlet reported on it. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, I think, so
1: he's got, I think he's got another one, or maybe a couple more.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm thinking, like, my whole theory here is that. Once Champ was the voice of reason In the family (laughs)
1: Yeah
0: yeah. And when When Champ Uh Passed away Then then things really just fell apart
1: Yeah Yeah So yeah He's got two other ones Major and Winston
0: Mm -hmm. Um That's not named after Churchill Is it
1: Oh you know it is Ooh You know it is Yeah 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 Um so, as Vice states here, it uh, started tweeting out some weird shit um, about an animal rescue rescue in Kabul. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, like this is so, this is so insane like uh, God, all right, so uh, as Vice states, Kabul small animal rescue is an animal rescue organization in Afghanistan by charlotte maxwell jones um who decided to stay in afghanistan after american troops pulled out in an effort to evacuate animals in the organization's care um so there are uh so she's been fundraising Mm -hmm. and some people like uh former trump people are saying that this is like something shady going on of course Um, that's anything Yeah. And so, like, there's lots of grifting. And so people are asking questions about this animal rescue. And so here's a here's a here's a quote from the Oval Poffith. It is normal that in such situations, conflicting stories and versions of the same event as perceived slash interpreted by different people emerge. Evacuating of Afghanistan is not math. Even to this day, we do not know the number of kitties that left initially for the airport or what happened to them afterwards. There are many conflicting stories out there. All we ever wanted was for Miss Maxwell Jones, staff, and pets to be evacuated safely. We sincerely, truly still hope for a positive outcome for everyone.
0: So... So this this person like is this it's a real thing though? Like if you if you set aside the fact that it's it's Biden's dog tweeting out the story, right? Is it like a re- it's a real thing that this person's doing like or do we not know?
1: So there is an animal rescue. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I guess people are asking questions about like the fundraising. Th- like that that seems to be it. And so okay. there are there are weird Trump people that are going in on the fundraising saying it's a grift. Mm-hmm. And then the Oval Poffice has been asking even more extreme questions, like asking if this the Charlotte person, the person organizing this, was ever at the Kabul Airport. It's it's tweeting about uh the Charlotte woman daily, and then, then long threads. It's never going to trust uh, an organization that she's running. Accused her of having something to hide. And then on September 14th, it posted on its Facebook and Twitter that it suspected her of being captured by the Taliban and was being held hostage.
0: So that escalated.
1: Yeah. Okay. And so she is not being held hostage by the Taliban. Hmm. And just simply says, and this is motherboard talked to her that she deleted their Twitter. That's it. Okay.
0: So so made a positive uh, wellness choice. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> So i mean so like so this person is actually like trying to like do something good and she's being harassed by a fake biden dog on social media is, is basically the story here
1: yeah who is getting increasingly unhinged yeah for 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 what purpose i don't
0: because i mean originally it sounds like comedy or an attempt at comedy, right? Because it's like you have the, the puns and you have like No, no, the no, whole... no, no, no,
1: no. I'm not asking about the purpose of the account. The account is oh. just to be cringe, Bullshit. liberal yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. I'm asking the purpose of like going after this one woman. Like what what is to be gained?
0: Oh, yeah, I have no idea.
1: And like even if she is maybe running some weird grift... It's like, what are, you, what are you actually going to do about it? Especially if she's in Afghanistan.
0: I mean, of, of all the issues uh, surrounding the entire situation, like zeroing in on this. Yeah. Just doesn't, so, doesn't make any sense.
1: The amount of stories I saw that were like, oh, we left the service dogs behind. It's like, who gives a shit? Like, truly. You know? I mean relative like to happens. everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Shit happens. Like what Like what are you going to do? And then you have somebody that might be doing something about it. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're not. Mhm. I mean that's that's life. Like she, I doubt she's like raking it in. I don't I don't know what, you know. Is there even any evidence that she's doing anything like sketchy? I guess you would have to follow the threads of, like, these insane, like,
0: theories. Yeah, but that's all they are. They're just, like, theories, and and people come up with conspiracy theories for anything.
3: Yeah. So.
1: I see they have a petition up. I don't even see, like, any kind of fundraising.
0: I mean, all I can say is R.I.P. champ. Um, Yeah, yeah. You know? really the who's really holding everything together
1: yeah I'm like doing a search for like I don't even see if they have like a, an online fundraiser or anything I just see a petition mm-hmm. so like I if they're fundraising online they're not doing a very good job of advertising for it because it's you know um they've so raised yeah. they've raised less money than
0: Cox right at least to my eyes.
1: <laughs>
0: uh Just bizarre stuff. Yeah, truly. Should we talk about the Emmys a little bit?
1: Yeah, sure.
0: So, yeah, I just I had in the notes here um the Emmys are an embarrassment. Yeah. Just truly awful. Um and they seem to be getting worse, uh, every year. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming you did not watch the, the ceremony. No. no. Okay. I value my um, time. At least, I pretend, at
1: least I pretend to. <laughs> sure.
0: Yeah. Um, so, you know, back in June when the Emmy nominations came out there, it things looked like maybe they were going in the right direction. Um, So, like, for the nominations uh, this year, there were a record number of people of color nominated Hmm. um, in the acting categories, which is great. You know, it was was a fairly diverse, um, you know, range of of actors. Mm -hmm. Um, So then we get to uh, Sunday night uh, and the winners are announced. And um, every single winner announced during the show uh, in the acting categories is white. (laughs)
1: Okay, <laughs> the old the old switcheroo.
0: Yeah, the old switcheroo. Um, which that's just like that's just like embarrassing. Yeah. Um, and you know, like I, I was I was I didn't I watched parts of it right I didn't watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading the the AV club's like recap of it after the fact, and and they have a. I have a quote from them here. It's, it's In an attempt to make the ceremony inclusive. The Emmys brought on Cedric, the entertainer as the host. Uh, How while other. Yeah. Well, no, he's, he's cool. He's, he's entertaining. He's an entertainer.
1: Yeah. I'd, I'd hope so.
0: No. So they brought him on, um, while other people of color, including, uh, Mindy Kaling, uh, America Ferrera, Daniel Day Kim, Ken Jeong, etc., uh, indigenous cast of reservation dogs. um, they mainly showed up to hand trophies to white winners. Mm. Mm. yeah. It's 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 rough. Um, mm. like you have Ewan McGregor winning uh, best actor for this Netflix show called Halston. I'd never even heard of this show you until Sunday night. You just made night. that up right now. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Um. You know, I mean, so many deserving um, actors were nominated. Um, So many really good shows uh, that were, um, you know, diverse and and inclusive. Like you had had Underground Railroad from Barry Jenkins, director Mm -hmm. of of Moonlight and Beale Street. Like arguably the greatest filmmaker of our time uh, completely shut out. In his first in his first um, television uh, show, completely mm-hmm. shut out at the Emmys. Um, you had I May Destroy You, which you know is widely considered uh, to be the best show of twenty twenty by like critics. I don't need to and, watch that I've had oh it's it it's for a long it's time. it's yeah it's it's groundbreaking it's it's incredible. Um, Michaela Cole has just like one of the most she's one of the most exciting voices in TV, um, and she did win. The highlight of the night was when she won for writing on that Mm. show. Um, That's the highlight of the entire Emmys. But that show should have been more widely recognized, too. Mm -hmm. And then you have something like Pose, which is groundbreaking um, because of its um, largely uh, trans cast. That Mm -hmm. the final season, by the way. So that didn't win anything and it won't win anything because that was the last shot. Um, And you have stuff like, you know, something like Lovecraft Country, which was uh, which didn't see anything either. So, well...
1: I can, I could. That one's in a tough spot, though.
0: A little bit, but there was the good performances in that show, though.
1: That's true. Yes. So the late, um, fuck, what's his name?
0: Uh, Michael K. Uh, Michael, yes, Michael K. Williams, Williams. Thank you. Yes, yeah, he was. He was nominated. He did not win. Yeah. Um, he stole any episode he was in. Totally. Totally. Um, so, you know, this this A.V. Club story, I want to say that the uh, TV Academy increased the number of nominees um, from historically underrepresented, group, uh, underrepresented groups, um, and they set a record this year with 49 nominees, which was a 17% increase over last year. Um, but those, you know, those numbers did not convert into wins. <laughs> um, one example they used was the fact that Saturday Night Live won for sketch show when something like a black lady sketch show was nominated, which is a much more, uh, inventive and clever and refreshing show than SNL has been ever. So they just give it to SNL every year. That's yeah, that's just what they do. It's the fifth, fifth consecutive win for SNL. Okay. Um, when that show is just straight up garbage. Yeah. Um, uh, and then like another, another major takeaway is this, this trend of the sweep, That's really just, it's become like the status quo in the Emmys. Mm -hmm. So like there, there are more shows than ever, right? Like the TV landscape is just, it's, it's vast. Um, There's shows coming out all the time. Yeah. Plenty to choose from. And yet when we get to the Emmys, it's basically like four shows win a majority of the awards. So, like, this year was The Crown, it was uh, Ted Lasso, uh, Queen's Gambit, and um, there's one more that I'm forgetting. But uh, And, like, last year was Schitt's Creek, right? Right, right, right. So, it's like, you come away with the feeling that the Emmy voters don't watch a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. Because um, they're just voting down ballot for one of the few shows that they have seen, regardless of whether the person or the show or the writing or directing is, is worthy of it. And it just, it just makes me wonder like what the point is. It's like, they
1: think that that's what people want to see. Like they'll, they'll champion.
0: Yeah. It's just like like their favorite show. It's so boring. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see the same people go up 10 times to the podium and make a speech for the same show. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um So yeah, there there was not a lot of good to come out <laughs> to come out of this uh, award show here. I try to find the positives, but like Michaela Cole was definitely one of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know. I can't even like I, I love the Queen Gambit, but like Scott Frank made a fool of himself. Did you did you see that? No. So he's the, the creator, the, the showrunner of Queen's Gambit and and he was making his speech um he appeared to be very agitated right from the start of his speech like he got up on the podium on the stage and he immediately was like this orchestra you're not going to cut me off like you're not gonna you're not gonna play me out i'm gonna do my speech you know basically as long as it takes um and and they did have to play the orchestra like three they had to go through the (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he had to go through the song like three times before he left the stage. Um, he just went on and on and on about nothing. So,
1: so he knew he he like had a long thing.
0: Thing he had two yeah. full pages, written pages that he went through uh, completely. Okay. Um, it's like read read the room, dude. Yeah. Like no nobody nobody's looking nobody's looking to hear all that from you. Honestly. Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like he should do like Scott Frank should do what. What any white man does, when he wants to talk for extended periods of time. Do you, do you know? You know what that is? Not. He should start a podcast.
1: Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit.
0: Just saying. Damn. But um. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's it's like what are we doing here? On the podcast, like, oh no, no I mean at the end.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, like, what are what are we doing here? Like, the the crown is is going to sweep the entire drama category. Mm-hmm. There were no other worthy dramas released in the entire past year.
1: I guess not. People just I mean, love that fucking crusty British royalty, you know?
0: Yeah. Like for you know, for all the the stream like the, the, the amount of choice that's out there, all the streaming platforms, the people complain there are too many of them. The five streaming services made up for like eighty percent of the awards given out the Emmys this year.
1: Yeah, it's like they wanna dial it back to whenever there were only four channels. It's it's yeah
0: exactly because previously up until this year CBS held the record for most awards from a network in one in one Emmys season yeah that record was tied this year by Netflix so that tells you everything you need to know right there Mm -hmm. um it's just it's ridiculous that's
1: never the the, the lazy articles changing tides as Netflix become is
0: streaming the next. Oh my, yeah, because the narrative up until now has been the fact that Netflix has never won like a best series, like a best drama series, which like, who cares? They own, they own the conversation. They own everything. Um, So now they've got, now they've got their, their big Emmy awards too in the drama categories. Good for them. Yeah. Great. I'm glad we're passing around the love here.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, I just wanted to rant a little bit about that. Um, A lot of great TV came out in the past year. You're not really going to hear about a lot of it on the Emmys, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I did want to get your take on uh, Connor McDavid, um, something that he said a couple weeks ago. Okay. So it's almost hockey season, right? We're in training camp now. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, in fact the preseason by the time this episode goes up it'll be preseason time yeah
1: games will be starting
0: yeah um but uh, you know we're coming off of a playoffs uh, that were problematic in a number of ways mm-hmm. uh, largely because of the officiating yeah um, hockey has a real real problem when it comes to playoff officiating and just like how how much different it is from the regular season. Mm-hmm. The fact that they don't call anything, um, you know, players are allowed to get away with all sorts of stuff that they that usually wouldn't. I won't, I won't say all the time cause they get, they get away with stuff in the regular season, but it's, it's so much worse. It's like, everything's amplified. Yeah. It's a different rule book. It's a different rule book. Um, so anyway, like you have, uh, the best, uh, player in the game right now Connor mcdavid he uh he spoke about this recently um i have a quote from him uh from the athletic and and i'll just read it so he Mm -hmm. says uh you obviously want to call the rule book that's what it's there for if you call each and every one there's lots of penalties but if there's lots of penalties there's lots of penalties that's just the way it is um he goes on to say that the rule book's there for a reason uh you want to call it with integrity Um, if you let guys get away with certain things, they're going to keep getting away with it. Um, he then says, he does a little diplomacy there. He says, it's a tough job that the referees have. Uh, it's something I don't envy. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so this is the best player in the game. He's somebody who is the fastest skater on the ice when he's out there. Um, he's the most skilled player on the ice when he's out there. He's going to draw penalties because players need, you know, they need to keep up with him, and they're going to yeah. run into penalties, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, despite that, he has now gone eight straight playoff games over the span of two seasons without having drawn a single penalty. Um, yeah, and like I really like this quote from him. I think he's he's it's it's um, like I said, it's very diplomatic. Like it's a very thoughtful way of going about it. Because um, he obviously doesn't want to piss the officials off, but he's also making his point pretty clearly here.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's it's common sense, like what he's saying. It's it's no nonsense. It's to the point. The uh, problem is, is that the refs don't like whenever you say literally anything about officiating whatsoever. Right. They cannot be held accountable at all. You cannot mention officiating, especially publicly, uh, and they will take it out on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so unfortunately, this will not accomplish anything. What he's saying is a hundred and fifty million percent correct. Uh, he's saying it in the most basic way, the most common sense way, mm-hmm. and it will do absolutely nothing. And in fact, will have a will have negative repercussions. Uh, on how they will call him until they forget about the quote. Um, because that is what they do. The only way that NFL officials are held to any sort of standard is whenever they get caught on mic saying that they're looking for an even up call, which is what happened right. at a certain point last year whenever they had to fire a referee who was about to retire anyway because he caught... caught got caught on Mike saying that he was going to look for an even up call, which is Mm -hmm. something that we literally, anybody that watches hockey knows is something that happens. uh, But they've just never had a referee admit it before when their mic was hot. So, yeah. Yeah. um, It's like,
0: it's just they're trying to pretend the problem doesn't exist when it's just right in front of your face.
1: Right. Uh, The, the, the way that the, referees swallow the whistle during the playoffs is something that has been going on for decades. Um but it's like this unwritten thing. Like it's just it's not even stated because uh it, it, it's just it's just what happens.
0: Yeah. I mean with with the with the playoff thing, like you're saying how this is not going to make any difference. Um, and I, I, agree with that, but I think like this, this season, the NHL is, is going to be on the larger stage and it has been in a long time because of the ESP, at least in America because of the ESPN deal. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, this league has a, has a choice to make in my eyes of whether it wants to be known as the game where after every whistle there's a fight and it's just like, you know, leading into just like the, the nastiness of it yeah. or whether it wants to be known as the, you know, the league where these exceptionally skilled players excel and are the story every night. And they're allowed to, the spotlight, because they're not literally, you know, being dragged down, you know, people aren't, uh, players aren't, like, jumping on top of them without any consequences, um, and preventing them from actually playing the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Because like, Because, like,
0: I was listening to, um, I was listening to Steve Dangle, um, who has a really good hockey podcast mm-hmm. out of, uh, Toronto, and, um they were saying how like late in the regular season they weren't sure if montreal was going to make the playoffs but if they did they could be really successful like they could make a real run for it and it's like that the the idea that a team could be mediocre in the regular season and then and then just like be designed to make a big run in the playoffs it's just so backwards like it shouldn't it shouldn't be that way yeah it's like two different games at this point Um, you know by the third round of the playoffs last season there were like no star players left yep you know none of the big main big contract guys were left like it was just it was these teams like Montreal and and the New York Islanders who were just like you know grinding their way through it in, in some you know honestly pretty boring some pretty boring games
1: no, the games were terrible. Uh, they were a slog to even attempt to watch. Um, and and that's what happens. That's what you get. Mm-hmm. Whenever you let this sort of, like, clutch and grab, you know, style just go unpunished. It's like, well, yeah, if it works, it works. And then that's what teams are going to do. They're going to fill their rosters with grinding players like that because they're cheaper mm-hmm. and it's effective. You can build a system around that. Like that's what Barry Trotz does. Like that's what he did in Washington. That's how he got a cup there. That's how he's built the Islanders. Uh, that's how he'll continue to do it because it works. Um, all you need is a moderately okay goalie and you know, you, you clog up lanes and you
0: uh, fuck people up, and it works. Um, like, that's not compelling for fan for people who are already fans of the sport. So it's like, how do you expect putting that product out there to gain more fans?
1: Yeah, no, it doesn't work. And that this is why ESPN ditched the NHL in the first place, was because of the quality of play like that, it was because nobody was tuning in to watch it. Mm-hmm. Like this is exactly what happened last time And then this is what led to the 04 lockout Like (laughs) It is happening again Like this is the same shit Uh, Like I don't know when this CBA is up So I don't know If there's a potential lockout looming But like this is You know This is the same kind of bullshit That leads to a lockout again
0: because it's like, you know, hockey regular season is, is a grind. It's 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 longer than, than many other sports seasons. Yeah. And, you know, 82 games, like, how do you stay invested in an 82-game season when you know that once you get to the playoffs, all bets are off? Mm-hmm. For the most part, you know? Unless you're just, like, the superpower like Tampa is right now um, that can kind of withstand the the style of play and, and, and the issues that they, they come up against. But it's like for everybody else, it's just, it's, it's not fun. And then the, the, the
1: easy thing is that you can have somebody say like, we'll see, you never know what's going to happen. It's exciting in the playoffs. You know, this goes against the expectations, but then it's like, nah, but this is, this still isn't a, 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 a fun result. This isn't an interesting result. It's like, yeah, yeah like, Montreal, Montreal was unexpected. Yeah. You could say it might be an interesting story. Their style sucked, and then they got steamrolled. So yeah. it it really wasn't that great. No,
0: All, like the excitement ended uh, in the playoffs this year with with uh, uh, Colorado and Vegas. Yeah, everything after that was borderline unwatchable. Yeah, but anyway, I am excited for the new se- for the new season. <laughs> <laughs> Because um, my other sports alternative is watching the New York Jets, so I'm I'm very very much ready for hockey despite all the problems. Yeah, you know I saw a stat. Um, I wasn't going to talk about this, but I saw a stat the other day that there have been three rookie quarterbacks in the past, like I don't know, a couple decades or whatever time span is, drafted in the top ten overall mm-hmm. that have that have had a game where they've um, in the rookie season where they've thrown zero touchdowns and four interceptions.
1: He hasn't thrown a touchdown yet.
0: In, in, no, I'm t- just in in a single game. They've uh, had a single game where they've thrown no touchdowns and four interceptions. Like that's the that's the the stipulation here. Do you, <laughs> do you know who those three
1: quarterbacks are? Um. Well, Zach Wilson.
0: Yeah, Zach Wilson is one of them. Uh, he did this uh, last Sunday.
1: I don't know, Jameis Winston. Nope. Hmm.
0: So we have Zach Wilson. We have Sam Darnold. <laughs> okay. His predecessor, yeah, on the New York Jets, and then we have Mark Sanchez. <laughs> oh, but the Holy Trinity! The Holy Trinity. Oh, shit. If, if that's not, if that is not a curse, I don't know what is. Um, oh, that's amazing. I'm really not happy with Joe Namath. <laughs> he, he's like he's he's ruined. He's he's just ruined football for me. Oh, for one thing that happened fifty years ago I' I hope he enjoyed it because oh he had a great
1: time <laughs> uh, I saw that Wilson he's like kind of gimpy he like he hurt his leg in week one or something
0: um or honestly he I I've, I've sort of I've sort of shut out anything this week like news wise with the Jets. I haven't heard that um I'm yeah. just gonna tune I'm just gonna tune in on Sunday and see what happens.
1: Yeah, something that came out this week that he had some kind of, he injured himself in week 1.
0: Okay. And
1: so they shrouded him out for week 2.
0: I mean, <laughs> well, cuz they don't have a they don't have any sort of backup who could do anything. Like they have a a veteran that they signed, I forget his name, but a guy who's been around for a while and he's on the practice squad. Like he's not even like eligible uh-huh, to yeah. So it doesn't make any sense. Um the whole zach wilson thing. like so it, it's week two but it's the first home game right yeah and yeah. and they're playing they're playing the, the new england patriots who are their just their their deepest rival mm-hmm. long time biggest rival um and a patriots team that has for two decades now just like dominated them you know yep um and now for the first time they're not they're not very they're not very good the Patriots are 2-0 but they haven't played anybody yet they played Miami and, and the Jets so they have they, they really don't look very good when you actually watch them on the field mm-hmm. um, so it's like the Jets have an opportunity here to sort of like you know shift the momentum in the division a little bit and this happens like the guy comes out and throws four interceptions yeah and it's just like the, honestly like it's the worst performance by a by an NFL quarterback I've ever seen I really don't think that's, like, hyperbole. Um, This was the worst single performance in a single game by an NFL quarterback I've seen. And not just the fact that – because plenty of quarterbacks have thrown four interceptions. Mm -hmm. But the the style of these interceptions (laughs) – like, oh, man. I mean – so it's clear to me that he was – this was a mental thing because he he was you know, he's he's twenty two. He's he's young, he's a rookie. This is his first home game. Yeah. Um you have a fan base who is just like desperate to cheer for somebody. Anybody. <laughs> Anybody. And like he was clearly forcing it. Um he was trying to make things happen where they weren't. And was,
1: was he perhaps seeing ghosts?
0: It looked, I mean, I don't know who he was thrown to. There was no physical being with a, <laughs> <laughs> with a green jersey that he was thrown to. So I don't know any other explanation. Um, but I do feel bad though, because he, he was really forcing it. And it's just one of those days where it was clear he didn't have it. I think from a mental standpoint, it was just an off day and it was an off day on a real, really unfortunate time.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> my dad is a lifelong Jets man he's like giving up on him already
1: (laughs) of course of course he knows the song and dance too well
0: yeah um, it's also tough like you had texted me it's tough to see Sam Darnold his predecessor go to another team and be very successful yeah Um, because Darnold has weapons around him now he never had weapons he never had Ryan
1: McCaffrey
0: he's got Ryan yeah Christian (laughs) McCaffrey Um, oh
1: right who the hell's Ryan McCaffrey
0: I don't know But um Yeah, I feel I feel bad for for the guy. I ho- I hope he, he, he bounces back. Um not just because the Jets have no other options, but because he does look like when in you know in week one he he there were flashes of, of brilliance there because he has a real ability to like buy himself time and escape from the pocket and just like make something out of nothing, and a Jets quarterback hasn't had that in a very, very long time. Um so i'm hoping things turn around but it's it's a rough time it's it's a really rough time yeah anyway no i the odds of somebody being a jets fan or, or even remotely caring who's listening to this are very small so i'm gonna stop
1: talking
3: <laughs> now
0: we should probably we should probably wrap it up right
1: we should wrap it up yeah uh all right that's probably good to do for us thank you so much for listening we really appreciate it um as always, you can follow me everywhere at Dead and Road. Check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash TV. Twitch, twitch.tv slash TV. And do a YouTube search for Dead Road TV and get us to 100 subscribers. That would be very nice. Uh, and as always, you can email anything, literally, literally anything, uh, to us at video at um, And just a quick note uh, about Dead and Road Publishing. Uh, we will soon be taking... Pre-orders for Fred the Koala plushies. Uh, They'll be available with some hardcover bundles, um, and not to sound too desperate, but please, <laughs> please somebody buy these because boy are the margins really bad. They're really. Bad. It'll make it'll make a
0: better stocking stuffer than the Cuck's streaming device. Yes, I can tell you that much.
1: And they're not that expensive, but the margins are really bad for me. So I don't. I do not want to get stuck with a bunch of these plushies. Um, so yeah, check it out. They do make a really great grift, really cute book, cute plushie and they're high quality too. Uh, we did not like cheap out on the
0: plushie. So, um, yeah. Oh, you know what I forgot to mention? This just reminded me, um, cause the koala is an animal and, uh. Yeah, yeah, it it is. So (laughs) October 7th (laughs) is season two of sexy beasts.
1: Oh, already? They're just going to shit this thing out. My God! I,
0: I honestly I wouldn't be surprised if they filmed them at the same time and they just, sure. like, you know, yeah, the old but, uh, the old uh, Mad Men style, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they're <laughs> learning from the best, yeah. But I was thinking, like, um, we should we should watch the premiere and cover it, yeah. To see yeah. to see if they've to see if they've like made any progress uh, for for season two. Something tells
1: me they didn't, but yeah.
0: Are you okay. actually on board for that? Because I was expecting a very hard no.
1: I don't give a shit at this point. Oh, cool, cool, cool.
0: So yeah, so 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 stay tuned for that. That'll be coming up in a couple weeks then. Couple weeks, yeah,
1: yeah. Will that count as the horror harvest? <laughs> yeah. Now I can't say it. Horror harvest for that week. It's tough.
0: It's difficult. Um. No, it won't. We'll have okay. something separate. We'll have something of substance to talk about. Okay. All
1: right. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, we'll, I can't believe I just like
0: hijacked your um <laughs> your your uh Fred uh advertisement. It's all with, good. It's sexy beast.
1: It's all good. Nobody's paying attention. We can do anything we want here. Uh yeah. I mean, didn't you say we'll, that
0: the the um Sexy Beast episode had the most uh, listeners? I believe it might have. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, we should have led with this today. We shouldn't shouldn't throw this on at the end. This That's is a big true. announcement.
1: That's true. Yeah. Um, you just like resign. <laughs> you completely resign. I am. I, I, I'm. i just like. Uh,
0: I was like, I'm gonna have to convince you of, of, of why we should do this. But, but no.
1: I just, just bring on the pain. You know. Like it can't, it can't be worse than the Beaver, dude.
0: You know. Yeah, it's true. Like he set it, a very, very low bar.
1: It can't be worse. It can't. Right. Uh, I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week.